Mosul Daf Yudalaf Mudalaf jargon and language. Shasha Haytashi Kora. So we talked to yesterday and this whole section of the Gemara and these have been difficult Gemaras. Mosul is a difficult Masechta, particularly to learn the the content and uh, delve into the matzmon that that lies there. What are, what is the the unwritten principle as we said uh, yesterday and the day before. Uh, in trying to understand, yesterday we talked about the importance of getting into the head of somebody who's different from you and understanding the meaning of people, people's meaning and people's intention. And with Nazirus, that's really what this whole section is about. When somebody says, I'm a Nazir, I'm a Nazir from this, I'm a Nazir from that, what, what is going on in his mind or her mind, as we see in this case, uh, so, that, so that we can interpret it? Why is there a need to interpret it? Because the word Nazir has two meanings. On the one hand, Nazir is used in a jargon sense. For a Talmud Chochem, if I say the word Nazir to you, you think immediately of Masech the Nazir. Uh, you think of Parshas Nasor, the, the whole Parsha of Nazir in Nasor, all the halachas that are mentioned in, in the Parsha, and all the complexities of the halachot in Masech the Nazir, we're learning, that's what the word Nazir means. It means the whole package. That's what it means. So if I say Hareini Nazir, a person says, I am a Nazir, he means I'm taking on this whole package of, of, of halachot. That's what it means. It's a conceptual, a jargon means a word is used conceptually, not literally. Uh, and that makes it difficult for somebody who isn't a Talmud Chacham and doesn't know what Nazi means. There's a posuk in Parsha Semer, Daberel Yisrael Banavi and Azrumi Kodshebene Yisrael. If a Koyen is Tome, he must be Menazer himself from Kodshim. What does it mean? He must separate himself. That's all it means. It's got nothing to do with Nazir. So the difficulty is the word Nazir has a simple meaning which means separation. As Rashi says, Ein Nazira Ela Prisha. The word nazir means nothing more than, than prisha. It means separation. That's what the word nazir means. That's the simple meaning of the word nazir. And look at Rashi's wording. Ein nazira ela prisha. It means nothing else other than prisha. So when Hashem says, What does that mean? So on that Rashi says also, He says on that Pesach as well, It means Prisha here as well. And what are you being Poresh from? What are you separating yourself from? From wine. So why isn't it a simple neder? Then let's use the word Nazir to mean Prisha, as it means. What is this new idea of Nazir? Rashi adds uh, two words. The Shem Shomai. There's a difference when you make a neder, for whatever reason you want to make a neder. And, and a, but a Nazir is when he separates himself from wine because he wants to get closer to Hashem and take on all the halachot of Nazirs. So the separation from wine is a means to an outcome of, of the Shem Shamayim. The outcome is Nazirut, concept Nazirut. So Nazir could mean separation, and Nazir could mean separation as a strategy to Nazirut, which means a concept. But that introduces certain confusion when a person says Nazir, now we've got to know what do they mean. So normally we say if a person says Nazir, he means the package of Nazir. We've seen that right through the Masechta. If a person says, I'm a Nazir from a specific thing, I'm a Nazir from, from X or from Y, I'm a, we learned I'm a Nazir from Chatzanim, I'm a Nazir from, from, um, from dates or from figs, uh, then it doesn't work. 
they, because that's not what Nazirut means. And on Daf Gimel, we had a Machloikis, Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Shimon. What happens if a person says, I'm a Nazir from wine, but I'm not, but I'm going to cut my hair. I'm a Nazir from cutting my hair, uh, but I'm going to drink wine. Can you take on Nazirut in part? And uh, Rabbi Yehuda says, yeah, it means that you're a Nazir. Just, uh, you, 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 that, you're using it conceptually. And Rabbi Shimon said, no, if you either got to say it conceptually, which uses the word Nazir, generically, or you've got to list, read through the entire list. If you just pick out things, then you're talking, you're talking literally, you're not talking conceptually, because this word nozir, in essence, means prisha. that's what it means. And we've got to decide when is the person using it in terms of nazirut. So in our Mishnah here on Daf Yudalif, we've got mazgulot akos. Let's look at, at the situation. A person sitting, you're having dinner with somebody, you pour a glass of wine for him. Vomar already knows me, he says, I'm a nozir from it. From that moment on, he becomes a, he becomes a Nazir. No matter what he meant, he's used the word Nazir. He's used the formula. He's used the jargon. He's used the word Nazir. And it's in relationship to wine, he becomes a full Nazir. Uh, and the Rosh says, even according to Rabbi Shimon, who says you've got to men- you can't mention specifics, he says he doesn't mention a specific here. He doesn't say, I'm a Nazir from wine. He just says, I'm a Nazir from it. So since he doesn't mention a specific product in relationship to Nazir, the Nazirus is talking about himself. It's not a Nazir from a thing. I am becoming a Nazir. That's how we interpret it. And then the Mishnah goes on to tell us a story. There was a case of a woman who was a Shikoiro. She was drank. And they poured her a glass of wine. She didn't mean I'm a Nazir. She meant I'm not having this, this glass of wine, I'm not having it. Thank you for pouring it, I'm not having it. And she uses strong language. And the Gemara says, but that's like against the first part of the Mishnah. The Mishnah says if a person just says I'm a Nazir from it, then he's a complete Nazir. And for her, we say, no, she only meant this glass of wine. What's the difference? Says the Gemara, what she's trying to say is, I don't want to drink this glass of wine and it's a neder. I promise, I promise you I won't touch this glass of wine. Ask the Gemara, so why doesn't she say this? I won't drink this glass of wine. Why does she use the word nozir? So answers the Gemara, they're going to pester me and bring me more and more wine. The way you get rid of a pest is with finality. You know what? I'm a Nazir. I don't drink any of this wine at all. It's like you, you, you go to an, a non-kosher function and they bring you something to eat. You say, no, thank you. They bring you something to eat and, they, and it keeps on going. And it gets embarrassing. So you say, I keep kosher. Ah, okay. Then they don't offer you anything more. It's over. It's done. So the Nazir says, stop, stop with the wine. I'm a Nazir. That's what she means. Just don't offer me wine now. She's not taking on the Zirut. Tosfus says it's, it's an amazing Tosfus, not amazing, but it's, a, it's an interesting, uh, an, an interesting Tosfus. She realizes, and, and it's the way, if, if a person's a shikor, if a person's already drunk, and you're at a party, there are people around, they encourage you to drink more. It's a terrible thing. We, we do that because it's, in a way, it's, it's exploiting a person's weakness. It's a little bit like the daughters of Lot did with, with, with Lot. They did it L'shem Shemayim. But, but to exploit a person's weakness, they're already shikr 
Why do you want them to make more? But you'll see that happening at parties all the time. We People take pleasure in seeing the other person make a fool of themselves. And they're already shikha, so you can push them over the edge and really make them make a fool of themselves. And then we get some kind of, people get some kind of weird delight in, in making somebody else or seeing somebody else make a fool of themselves. Maybe it makes them feel better. And he wants to get rid of them, or she wants to get rid of them. This, she's afraid or he's afraid if I just say no thank you uh, two minutes later they'll be pestering me again come on try it you must you should I say I'm a nausea it's over it's finished that's the end of it and it's a it's a technique that when one is being pestered is to in, instead of rejecting the object that be being pestered with so you have a salesperson sometimes they try and sell and sell and sell you want to get rid of them email after email after email you want to get rid of them uh, so you block them The way to, blocking means I'm not interested, I don't want to hear from you again at all, ever. That's what blocking means. Then it's over, then it's done. Until you do that, they pester and pester. And and this is the way this person, this is their way of blocking the emails. I'm a nausea. I don't want to hear from you. Wine, it's just out. Change the conversation. I'm not doing this. That's how that's how Tosfus learns. The Rambam is really very interesting and learns a little differently on the next page. The Rambam says, What happens if a person is depressed or angry or in avelus, suffering loss? Says the Rambam, it's not always, the reason we pester people is not always for some ulterior motive of wanting to see them making an idiot of themselves or because we're trying to sell them something. Sometimes we pester somebody for their good. We think it's the right thing for them to do. The person's upset and depressed. Have a glass of wine, you'll feel a little better. Vamar nazir, And he says, I'm a nazir from this. So what he's saying is, I'm just not in a state of mind. I don't want this. Keep it here. He's not a nazir. So says the Rambam, it's not always because you're trying to exploit the person's weakness. Sometimes it comes from a generous place. You, the, uh, you, you've got to understand this Mishnah, not just in the specific case of Haita Shikora. In the next halacha, the Rambam says, The same is with a Shikor. But in the case of a Shikor, um, it, it, the, the intention is to make them drunker, to make them more drunk. It's a bad intention. And the person wants to keep that, that intention away. Leave me alone, I'm a Nazir. Says the Rambam, it doesn't have to be a bad intention. Sometimes people do it out of the best of intentions, and you've still got to, got to separate yourself. So the difference is between turning down, between rejecting an offer and separating yourself from the offer. That's a, it's a different approach. Rejecting the offer is thank you, but no thanks. But that doesn't close the conversation. That doesn't close the relationship. Nausea is when you don't just reject the the, the offer, you you separate yourself. This offer doesn't make sense to me. Uh, it, it doesn't make any sense to me. I, I can't partake of this at all. And that's, that's something we need to do. Sometimes we need to do it not only with others, but with ourselves. Our Yetzirah sometimes pesters us. And that's the whole idea of Nadorim. We had the case of Nadorim. We had that beautiful case a few daf ago, and we had it in Masech and Nadorim as well, uh, where, where the, uh, the Tana says, I've never participated, uh, 
Rishonah says, I've never participated in a Korban Nazir, uh, except for once, where there was an amazing young man with beautiful hair, and I asked him, why did he become a Nazir? And he says, because my Yetzirah, I saw my image in the water, and I started getting arrogant, my Yetzirah, so I became a Nazir. Sometimes we can use Neder, this idea of separating oneself. So the Yetzirah keeps coming and wants us to do something or not to do something, and we can keep fighting with the Nazir, with, with the with Yetzirah. But there's something else we can do is we can separate ourselves from that whole area. The Yitzhahara says, uh, you, you don't need to learn this morning. And you say, no, I'm going to learn this one. No, you don't need it. It's raining. Uh, no, but I'm going to in any case. Yeah, you can listen to it online afterwards. You don't know, but I'm, and then it goes, oh, it's exhausting because it doesn't end. But if you say to the Yitzhahara, what do you mean? I'm a Tamit Chacham. I'm a Ben Torah. That's what I do. That's who I am. That's the end of the conversation. That's who I am is different from I don't do that. You follow the difference? I am kosher. Not I don't want this particular item of food. I am kosher. I don't, I don't do that. I'm a bentora. I don't do that. So that understanding, I'm a nausea. Just understanding who we are is really important. And in the raising of children, that's important. Giving children a long list of do's and don'ts. You don't do this, and you don't do this, and you do do that, and you don't do this. You're giving children a lot. It's, it's such a burden. No wonder people, the children, go off the derrick. Why carry around this long list of do's and don'ts? But if you teach the child, you're a prince. You're a prince of the Torah. You're a mentor. Everything else flows from that. There's only one thing on your list. Who you are. Know who you are. But that means we've got to guide them in terms of behaviors, not only in terms of, of do's and don'ts. We've got to guide them in terms of who you are. Sneers with a young girl. It's not just about sneers. She was your sleeves and your length of your... And yeah, on and on and on. No, you're a basmelech. You're a princess. Dress like a princess. Behave like a princess. Talk like a princess. It, it, the, in understanding the Torah and applying the Torah to ourselves and to others... It's more about who we are than what we do and what we don't do. Understanding what we are. I'm a nazir. And, and in this case, whether the Rambam's halacha yudalef or yudbeis, in both cases, this person is saying, I'm, I'm, a, 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 I'm in, in suffering. I'm, I'm a, an ovel. I'm, uh, I'm experiencing loss. Leave me alone. I'm just not the right person for this. Or in the case of the shikora, I'm just not the right person for this. I'm in a state where I'm a nausea. I can't, I can't drink wine at, at this particular place. <laughs> There's a rishash I want to learn with you because it's just so interesting to see uh, the derech hachidish of the rishash. So the rishash is uh, 19th century. I lived a, a, a long life during the 19th century in Vilna. And after shul every morning, he used to give a shir. It wasn't a matmonim shir exactly, because it was a two-hour shir. It wasn't a 20-minute shir. And every single morning, the Rashash would give a shir. And the notes of his shir, if you want to know what he said in his shir, you can look up at the back of every Gomorrah. There's a chidusha Rashash. And you've got the notes of his shir on every daf of Gomorrah, of, of what he said. And there's usually short comments. So you can imagine he read through the Gomorrah and comments here, here and there. Um, now, the Rishash is further interesting because it's his in every Gemara. Now, the Rishash is very great, but there were lots of other people who wrote and gave Shiurim. How did the Rishash get to be in every Gemara? The answer is that if you look at the front page of the Vilna Shas, it's, it's published by Ha'almona v'ha'achim Ram, the widow and brothers of the family of Ram. 
And if you go to Vilna, you see, I saw the building of the Ram printing house. It's still there, big, huge, red building, a beautiful big building. And, and that was the Almona Vahim Ram. The Almona Ram was the Rishash's granddaughter. So all the Vilna Shashas were printed by his granddaughter. So she put her Zayda's stuff in the, in the Gemara. And more than that, he had a job in, the, in that business. He was the Magia. He used to check the printing. And he would notice if anything if it was a misprint or anything, he would notice. He knew, he knew Shash so well that he could go through. So he had a job that he was intimately involved. So he got published in every... And as a result of that, we all know the Rishash. There are hundreds of other people who were just as great who we've never heard of. Because either they were never published or they were published in an obscure place. But that doesn't mean anything, anything negative at all. It means it's the, the way of the Rebbeinah Shalom. You've got to say these things happen. There's a reason that Hashem wanted the Rishash to be, to be known. Now look what the Rishash says. He brings the Rambam and says, the Rambam also says, uh, just on the previous paragraph, the second last paragraph on the notes, Ask the Rambam, why are we even taking note of what she says? She's drunk. A drunkard can't make statements, can't make nidorim and naziras and commitments. We ignore what a drunkard says. So the Rambam, clearly she's not that drunk. Because if she was that drunk, she wouldn't be, uh, she wouldn't be believed. The Rambam's a little difficult because the word shikor is also a, 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 a word of jargon. It's a conceptual word. There's a halachic standard of what shikor means. A shikor can't paskin, a shikor can't duchen, a shikor can't do avoida in the base hamikdash. We know what a shikor is. So for the Rambam, yeah, shikor, but not that shikor. We're using the word shikor now in normal language and not in not in in the jargon sense. And the Rishash is worried about that. And the Rishash says in the second line, Ula Aniyotati These are adjectives describing the person, not her situation. They are alcoholics. Shikor doesn't mean at this moment she's drunk. Shikor means he's an alcoholic. She's an alcoholic. Now she's completely sober. So we can say, what was her kavona? Did she mean nizirut or not? Clearly she didn't mean nizirut. She's an alcoholic. She drinks every day. She drinks for breakfast, for lunch, for supper. She's not going to say, I'm a, I'm a nizirut. That's not what she means. All she meant is... Not, not right now. I don't. I, I don't want to drink wine now. This course, I don't. I don't want to have this course. But so the Rishash kind of gets around the Rambam. It's quite amazing. Uh, the, the Rambam is troubled, and all the the, the Tosfos Yom Tov and, and uh, all the Rishonim bring bring this Rambam uh, that you can't say that she's completely shikor. Says the says the the Rishash, you didn't understand the word shikor if you have the question. And what's interesting here is. If you learn the Gemara and you immediately look at the Rambam in Perisha Mishnayas, or you look at the Rambam in the Halacha, you will read the Gemara the way we initially read it. She is drunk. That's how you'll translate it. If you look at the art scroll, or will say she's drunk. And once you've done that, you don't have the opportunity of thinking things different. I'm sure that when the Rishash came, came to this, he didn't learn the Rambam and say, hmm, but I disagree with you. The Rishash probably learned the Gemara himself. And when he came to the Rambam, he said, I don't have that question. The way I learned the Gemara, I didn't have the question. And that's what's important in Chidush, to allow yourself the opportunity to understand the primary text without all the layers. That's one of the terrible problems with translations. They're amazing things with all these works of translation and the Steinsalz and the art scrolls and the Masifters. They're all wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. They've opened shafts for people, but they've stopped in the... Uh, 
original learning, the Koach HaChidush in, in learning, they've kind of dampened completely if one uses them. And that's why Tamidech HaChomim don't use them, except as a last resort to look up something. But to learn with an art scroll, you shut down the opportunity of having an insight because you're translating in a particular way, you're understanding in a particular way, you're very, very limited. You see from this Rishash, the Rishash would never have come to that had he translated the Gemara the way everybody translates it. But he didn't have a translation, he had an ordinary Gemara. That's why I say I like to have a real Gemara in front of me and not one with a translation, because you've got to sit and think, what does this mean? Could mean this, could mean that. And if you learn it this way, it comes out that you've avoided the whole question of the Rambam. That's the beauty of the Rishash. All he does is he reads the Gemara. And in reading the Gemara in his way, in an original way, he's able to find the Chidushim, which we now find at the back of every Gemara in the Vilna Shas.